Welcome to Schneider Electric's The Good, The Bad and The Beautiful Podcast. Every month, you will be joined by me, Carmel, me, Emma, and me, Rob, who will talk about real experiences from real people with some special guests along the way. Don't forget to share, like, and subscribe. Hello, everyone, and welcome to our second episode of The Good, The Bad, and The Beautiful. In this episode, we're going to be catching up with our shamazing, yes, I said the word shamazing, colleagues, that's Siobhan and Ellie, and we're going to be speaking to them about their experiences with different generations. And now what I mean by that is from working side by side, because for the first time ever in history, we'll be working alongside five different generations in the workforce, and also to other more personal examples of learning from those younger and perhaps older than us. And of course, we couldn't leave Earth Overshoot Day out, and we'll be speaking more about that later. So before we carry on, how are we all doing? Emma, Rob, how are you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Carmel. Been enjoying this lovely weather that's now turned not so lovely, but I've been trying to make the most of some of the summer we've had recently. Rob, what about I'm you? I'm good too. I'm excited to be back on the podcast. It's been a whirlwind since the first one, all the gigging around the country. But uh, no, it's good to be back. <laughs> Very happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I can't go anywhere in Dudley now without being stopped in the streets. <laughs> <laughs> Did you all have any feedback? It's good sometimes yeah, to hear I, feedback of where we can develop it further. Absolutely. I mean, I don't think I had feedback in that level of detail, but I had a lot of friends, family, colleagues and things reaching out saying, great job and sounding very surprised at how professional I can actually sound. So that was very much appreciated. Funny you say that, Rob, about sounding professional. I had really positive feedback and it was actually quite overwhelming to hear the responses from people and also how much they learned. But yeah, I got a lot of stick about my work voice so apparently it doesn't sound anything like me and I just thought you know <laughs> no one recognizes my work voice my professional voice we've all got one but yeah I did receive a little bit of stick about that is it like your phone voice yeah I think so I think so I also we've had, all got you know, one. well there you go but I also had a few people trying to ask and find out who was the good who was the bad and who was the beautiful which did tickle me because I Hadn't thought of it in that way, but supposedly people think we are each one of those terms. Did you answer the question, Emma? No, no, no. <laughs> Wait for someone to name <laughs> us. Okay, cool. I actually got a really nice text from a family member, so I thought I'd read it out. I'm not going to name who it is because I'll probably embarrass her, but she said this. She said, uh, hi, Carmel, make sure you pass this on, exclamation mark. And she said, love to hear you talk. She doesn't normally say that to me. And I don't know who the target audience was meant to be, but you have certainly opened the eyes of a 73-year-old woman. Well done, everyone, and looking forward to the next one. And I just thought that was really sweet. And for her to say that was, I think, really a big step forward. So that was quite nice, actually. So anyone been on any holidays recently? So I, I definitely have. I went up to the Peak District with uh, my wife and family and it was just nice to get away from computer screens and laptops and enjoy the world a little bit. So, you know, after 18 months of 
being stuck in a lot of the time, working uh, a lot from home, things like that. It was really nice to get out, stretch the legs and get away from devices. You know, I'm normally in front of my phone or my laptop, uh, even on my own time, you know, um, small apps and games and things like that. So I tried to set myself some strict rules, get away from things like that and then managed to really unwind. And it was it was really good. We had favorable weather as well, which is always a risk with, with staycations. Right. So I'm uh, feeling ready to go to work through August. Good. It's good to hear. Rob. What about you, Emma? Well, I need to take a leaf out of Rob's book, but I haven't done that yet. I haven't been away, nor do I have much planned. The sunny weather, though, that we have had vanished a little, but it did put me in the holiday vibe. So I have been very much holiday eating. So I've been going out quite a lot, making the most of being able to be in restaurants and and the restrictions lifting. So I have the holiday vibe. I just haven't been anywhere yet. But saying that with the changes that have currently happened, you know, I have really, really enjoyed it. But I'm also missing the whole social distancing thing. I have thoroughly missed hugging family, friends, being close to them. But the whole people invading my personal space thing, I have not missed. And I would quite happily keep the social distancing. So it's easy to say to people you know, back off. Um, But when it comes to strangers, it is a little bit harder. So for anyone that's listening, please keep your distance from Emma Gallagher. Okay, that's been (laughs) noted worldwide. Okay, right. So for me, I went to a beach for a couple of days. I went to Walton on Nays. It's a lovely town. And I tell you what made it famous was the interior design show. So you know, those really colourful beach huts, they were asked to like decorate them. Here's a fun fact for you. Three years ago, they were £10,000 to buy one. Now, they're £45,000. Can you believe it? Oh, my God. Like, seriously. like you know, That's real estate. There goes my dream, <laughs> you know, buying one. <laughs> but two game changes for you, okay? So I went to the beach. I went to Walton on Nays, and I went to West Wittering. One is a beach hut. Whenever you can, get a beach hut. You never need to take anything again apart from your picnic, okay? They have chairs, they have games for the kids or for yourself. You can be shaded, you know, from the sun if you need to. Have a little nap in there if you need to. That's number one. And number two, talcum powder or the more sustainable version, corn flour. Yep, I read into that. Now, can you tell me what I mean by talcum powder and how that's going to save your life when you go to the beach? You can use it to douse seagulls that are after your chips. (laughs) They look really mean, actually. I saw one up close, and I don't know if I like them or not. But no, so I'm going to go with, no, that's not the answer. Um, The correct answer is when sand gets stuck to you, which is super annoying. Sorry, I really hate that. But talcum powder, corn flour, sorry, you can use that just to wipe it away straight away. So, you know, for yourself, for your kids, anyone, pack that in your beach bags. Job done. So two game changers for you there. Okay. Top tip. Thanks, Carmel. You are welcome. You're so (laughs) welcome. So Carmel has another one of her intriguing ideas. And from this episode, we will be kicking off a Dear Diary section. So the idea is that we we all write down a diary entry from a professional and a personal perspective so we can all share and reflect. Thanks, Rob. So the background to this one is that actually one of our listeners proposed this idea. And I thought, okay, this could work. And then I looked more into it and I kind of liked it. So just a bit of background about me. So I actually suffer from anxiety and depression. Now, it can get really bad, but I put things in place to help. 
And my psychologist also recommended journaling. You know, if anyone doesn't have one, I recommend a psychologist for, for everyone. Now, one in four people suffer from mental health problems. And journaling has been known as a great tool to boost your mood. It can help you be mindful. And there's so many reasons that, you know, that you can use journaling for. So I thought, actually, why not? Let's have a go. Let's do it on for the podcast and see what happens. Right. So here's my diary entry from Monday. Dear diary, first day back today. I just want to be on the beach again. I felt a bit excited to be back, actually, but also a bit anxious. Not sure why. I looked at my emails and then I realized why. After my first meeting of the day, it suddenly dawned on me how much work I actually had to do. So I put my timer on. That Pomodoro method is so good. I did a four 25-minute working sprint with no distractions and then took a break and went for a really nice walk with the boys. I remember at the beginning of the walk, I kept thinking about what I had to do before the end of the day. I just kept on thinking about that. But Joran suddenly asked for a cuddle and he brought me right back to the present. And it was funny that just because sometimes you just need a nudge to bring you back. Well, a nudge or a tantrum. We got back home and I left the boys to it. But I did feel so much better. And I think that those working sprints and the walk really helped. Thanks, Carmel. Um, I think, you know, there's some good points that you, you've you made there in your diary entry that anyone could take from. So the walk, for example, professional life, personal life, just getting away and out of your environment and taking some time for yourself is great for anyone's well-being. And obviously those 25-minute sprints, maybe I'll try that. Maybe that's a recommendation for all our listeners out there with their workday. So, you know, I can relate to you with myself. I have suffered from anxiety probably for about 10 years now. So making sure to look after my own mindset and take those breaks and journaling. I have kept a diary in the past, you know, writing things down does make all that difference. You offload it so that, you know, you can deal with it later on, whether it's the next day, whether it's the next week, it can be super helpful and a great tactic for anyone, anyone suffering or anyone in general. Exactly. I mean, journaling or at least getting my thoughts and ideas down on paper really helps me too. So I'm a bit of a night owl. My brain switches on from about midnight and you can take from that what you will. And I find that I can't sleep. I have things buzzing around. I'm tossing, I'm turning and thinking about all the stuff I've got to do. So it actually helps me then just go, right, okay, get up, spend five minutes, just write down all these things that I'm thinking of so that I know the next day I'm not going to forget something. I've got a little to-do list. I've kind of got stuff in place and it helps me like really settle down and then actually switch off and finally get to sleep. And that's something I've been doing for years and it really, really, really does help me. And I think, you know, it's it's really good to talk about the good stuff and the bad stuff because we learn from both. We can reflect on both and, you know, take things away from all of these experiences. all about diary entries today we have some great topics to share with you so first off we're actually going to talk about July 29th which is Earth Overshoot Day this year Emma you've been reading up on this um, quite a lot recently can you tell us a bit more about it so thanks Carmel you know as you say it's Earth Overshoot Day on July 29th this year but what does that truly mean so for anyone that doesn't know what it is it basically means that in under seven months we as human beings have all used the ecological resources that our planet our home can regenerate an entire year 
Okay. So as you can imagine, that's not very good, right? And if we look back on 30 years, this date was in October. Okay. So since then, it has moved earlier and earlier, finding itself now in July. We did, however, see an improvement um, following the impact of the last year with restrictions and lockdowns. The month actually landed in August, so the 22nd of August last year. So, you know, that was a positive impact. But obviously, since everything opening up again, the world, you know, started to get back to normal, we have slipped back. Okay, so hence landing in July um, this year. So now's the time for us to work together, take some action on this. You know, it's up to us to save our home. And it's not just for us. It's for our future. It's for the future generations to come. So, you know, if you are interested in hearing more about that and want to get involved, you can check out www.overshootday.org. You'll find further information. You'll be able to see, you know, what you can do to help move the date. Thanks, Emma. And you know, I think that really hones true because I think it's not just from a personal perspective, is it? I think, you know, even for the companies that you work for or people that you see, you know, your friends and families, about educating others on what they can do and kind of spreading that word. Moving on to the next part of the podcast. When we were thinking about ideas for this episode, we were hearing a lot about Youth Skills Day. And it's a pretty awesome day, you know, so on July 15th, and it raises awareness of the importance of equipping young people with skills for employment, decent work and entrepreneurship. We also wanted to talk about, you know, for the first time ever, as we mentioned earlier on in the show, um, there are five generations working side by side. There are recent reports out there which show us how productive multi-generational workforces are, so much very better than linear ones. And I think historically it's been known that, you know, by some, that it just multi-generational workforces didn't work. But with the research that's taken place now, I think we can say goodbye to that level of thinking. Everyone's living longer, we're working for longer. So there needs to be something in place, you know, within our organisations that puts different things in place for everyone, no matter what generation you are. So for this episode, we wanted to reach out to our colleagues, Siobhan and Ellie, and ask them a series of questions of about working with different generations. From a personal perspective, how they share their knowledge So, Emma, can you kick us off with some questions, please? Welcome, Ellie. Welcome, Siobhan. And thank you so much for being with us today. I think the best way for us to start would be for you to introduce yourselves. I'm Ellie. I am a digital energy technical apprentice. I'm on the Schneider Electrics degree apprenticeship program and I've been working for Schneider for just under a year. Thanks Ellie. So hi Emma, hi everyone, my name's Siobhan and I work as a talent manager and also take a, a strong lead on the diversity and equity and inclusion side. Um, I've been with Schneider a bit longer than Ellie, I've been here since uh, 2008, I joined at that time when a <laughs> recession hit so it was an interesting time to join Schneider and um, and have had a few roles within Schneider since then. Brilliant. Thank you, Siobhan. Now, Ellie, you mentioned that you're currently on an apprenticeship programme. So, you know, for our listeners out there, some may very well know what an apprenticeship is, some might not. But could you tell us a little bit more about what an apprenticeship is? And then also, you know, give us some insight into why you chose to go down that route. So, in short, an apprenticeship is a way of doing 
practical training for when you get a job. It helps you gain experience and you're getting paid at the same time as you're learning, which is really convenient. It's unlike when you go to university where most graduates don't really have much hands-on experience. They just have like the theoretical knowledge of the job, whereas an apprenticeship gives you that hands-on skills to know what you're doing so that when you finish your apprenticeship, you can go straight into a job role knowing all the skills and knowing all the theoretical knowledge that is needed for the job, if that makes sense. (laughs) So I chose to go down the apprenticeship route because, again, it gives you experience. You're with, well, definitely for me anyway, I'm with a good company who's going to support me and they've put me on the degree apprenticeship programme. So when I do finish my programme, I'll have five years of experience and I'll also have a degree as well which will help me when I'm applying for jobs. Brilliant thank you Ellie like I think I've never done an apprenticeship but I have built my career learning on the job so I'm definitely one of those types of individuals that prefers to be a bit more hands-on in learning but I know there's a few people on the call um, that are doing um, extra studies as well so it'd be interesting to hear their take on what they what they're getting up to. Yes um, so very same reasons as Ellie so after a few years I thought you know I needed to get that brain ticking again so I'm doing an apprenticeship in coaching. It's something that really helps me in my role day to day, but it is definitely a mix of that practical side and that education side. So yes, back to school for me to do some learning and and it's brilliant, absolutely brilliant to to do that and have the opportunity to do that as well. I would uh, recommend anyone to get back into it and, and you're never too old to be an apprentice, I think. Yeah, so I'm actually an apprentice as well. So I'm studying an MBA at Aston as an apprenticeship. And I think I would just, to be honest, echo everything that Elias said. It's learning on the job. So, you know, I did it to fill some competency gaps that I thought I had. But it's not just a case of going out and doing some exams and some coursework. It's about applying that knowledge then to my actual work. And for me, that is so much more beneficial. It was wonderful to have to go back and buy a new pencil case. I thoroughly enjoyed that experience. <laughs> that was always the most favourite thing to do, like when you entered a new school year, was what yeah, pencil yeah. case am I going to get? Like, I'm getting a yellow highlighter and a green highlighter. Like, do you need these? Yes. I think that's just an excuse, Rob. It's actually lovely hearing you all talk about that, actually, the, the positive experiences and things like that, because I've just applied for an apprenticeship for my MBA. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. So, yes, we'll see how that goes. And I think you're thinking about one too, aren't you? Yes, yes, I have been in conversations about that, actually. So potentially could be doing an apprenticeship, definitely something I'm looking into and I'm interested in doing. And I think it's great to hear that so many of us on the call and just and outside of this that are really interested in furthering their studies and the fact that it can be anywhere in your career literally anywhere so it's great to see that very positive so Siobhan and Ellie as we've mentioned you know we currently work in a workforce that has five different generations all working side by side so it'd be interesting to hear from you and what you both feel are the pros to this and it'd also be interesting to see and hear what you feel your own generation brings to the party. So if I can go first um, so thinking about this and all the different generations I think coming back to what Carmel said you know we're, we're all getting older we're all working longer and 
I suppose it's making the most of, of that time we have at work as well and, and, and really building those relationships with the different generations that we work with, from those coming in from an early career to those that have been with the business, you know, sometimes 30, 40, even 50 years. So some of the highlights for me about working with loads and loads of different people and talking to loads of different people is, is about what I learned from those individuals and that knowledge and that skill and that experience. And, and I think it's about sharing that, learning from each other, building on what we know. That's where I really see that positivity coming from that mix of generation and building creativity and providing that platform for people just to really be better and be the best they can. And I don't really see that many negatives or things that really detract from that. I suppose we just need to embrace that everyone's different. Everyone's unique. You know, we all have different ways of thinking. And we just need to recognise that across all of us. You know, it would be really boring if we're all the same. So different thoughts, different ideas. That's really, for me, the beauty of just recognising that in everybody, that you know, we all bring something to work and, and enjoy it. Yeah, I can second that. I think from someone like myself who doesn't really have a lot of like experience, it's nice seeing different generations' perspectives on different things in the workplace. Because I'm on site a lot, I work with a lot of men who are from different generations, who are older, who are younger, some who are like on the apprenticeship program like myself. And it's nice when I'm learning to see different people's way of doing things because I think a lot of the times if you're working with like the same generation they've done things the same way they kind of have a similar similar outlook whereas if I was to work with someone older and someone younger they'll have very different outlooks on what I could be doing what I should be doing and I think it's nice to also mix with new people like Older people have like different humour to younger people. We have different interests. So although it could be seen as a negative that I am not a 50-year-old man who enjoys fishing, like there's some things that like we can find in common and some things that I can learn, they can learn. Don't want to be shaming people. If, they, if you're a 50-year-old who likes fishing, you are valid. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to call you out like that. But... <laughs> I'll help you out there, Ellie, because um, I'm a 50 plus person who likes gardening. And uh, I found someone who's in their 30s on this call who absolutely loves gardening as well. So um, we found a united interest between the two of us, didn't we, Rob? Um, yeah, and we, we share pictures. So I've got pictures of Siobhan's <laughs> garden on my phone and vice versa. So Love that. So really, from that, you can just see that working alongside each other, all it does is help. You know, you learn from each other whether it's an older generation learning from the younger generation or vice versa, you can all take from each other's experiences, ideas and, you know, how we live our lives. So, you know, overall, it really truly is a positive, I would say. But then it's not just about work, you know, in our personal lives, you're constantly mixing with different generations as well, not just in your families, but with friends and maybe it's team sports, like your local gym and things. You're mixing all the time with different generations. And I know just from myself with my own personal experiences, it's, you know, mixing with my granddad, for example, you know, there's lots I need to help him with. He asked me for help and it's normally anything digital. So, you know, 
the iPad that he absolutely loves, but sometimes it goes wrong and he doesn't know how to fix. So I'm on call to to go and help him. And, you know, it may be something simple for me because I've been brought up around technology, but for him, it's something to get his head around. Um, and I know that if I needed something, for example, learning how to cook or he he's a bit of a DIY hand and I think he's helped with things like putting up wallpaper in the past you know I could call on him for that sort of thing. Yeah I'm the same with my nana for Christmas obviously during Covid she was living on her own so it was quite hard to see her so we got her an iPad for Christmas but she's been very anti-technology so when she first got her iPad it was always on the phone. How do I do this? What's this? Why is this on my screen? But as well, like, I could call her and say, I've got a stain in my shirt. How do I get it out? So <laughs> like, it's stuff that I won't know that I can go to her and stuff that she doesn't know and she'll come to me. And I'd agree, Emma. Um, so I've got two boys who are, I would think, I think the term is digital natives. They've grown up with a, a mobile phone stuck in their hand. So they're great. You know, anything I need to do, they'll show me or they'll say, oh, mum, just go and watch YouTube. You can work it out. So that's the answer to everything. But then when it comes to things, you know, they're at the age now where they're filling in application forms online and CVs. And I actually have a value now so I can help them with some of the wordsmithing and, and supporting them. So it's definitely a bit of give and take on you know different generations and just helping each other out and being respectful so I have a I have a place at last that I can help my boys out with what they do they don't just look at me and think oh mum it's a mobile phone go and watch YouTube which is normally the standard response I get. Funny you should say that because um the other day I went to there's an allotment um near my house and I wanted to ask something someone about the allotment how to get one but then this elderly couple were there I was like, oh you know do you know who I can get in touch with it's like haven't you used the next door app and I was like Hello, what is this app? So, oh my God, if anyone has not downloaded the Nextdoor app, another game changer for you today. And I think for me, um, I lived with my in-laws for for quite a few years. And, you know, I think for a multi-generational household, um, it was actually super cool, like living with my father-in-law, like, you know, um, he speaks a lot of Punjabi. So I learned my Punjabi really improved when I was speaking to him and vice versa. You know, yes, I would teach him about technology, but again, he would teach me about some DIY tips and tricks. So yeah, it was super helpful. And let's not forget as well, Carmel, at the at the front of this show, you had a 73-year-old relative who was texting you about the podcast that they had found and listened to, you know? So. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Brilliant. Thank you. So we're learning constantly, all generations side by side. We're just constantly learning from each other, which is fantastic. So back to Earth Overshoot Day, it'd be interesting to hear from you on what you're doing to help move the day. Is there anything that you've changed or you're planning to change and anything we can kind of learn from? So for me, um, really it's around being driven by my, my children as well, that no plastic water bottles anymore. They don't appear in the house anymore. They haven't for about the last year. Everything's gone. Everyone's got their own water bottle now, which, which is great, you know. And I suppose that's made me start to think about even when I go shopping and you buy, you see packaging really drives me bonkers now. So I look around the supermarkets and I look for things that aren't in packets, that aren't wrapped in copious amounts of plastic and, and cardboard. So that's a real head shift for me around buying individual things that aren't having copious amounts of, of packaging. So hopefully that's my little bit that 
started to change the way that we shop just each week at the supermarket? I've started to notice the packaging thing more and more. I think I can't remember which shop I went to, but there was a plastic box that had an unpeeled orange in it. And obviously that doesn't really make sense, but I've noticed that more and more. But the way that I'm kind of backwardsly helping is I haven't passed my driving test yet, so I can't drive a car. So I've been taking public transport to and from work every day. So that's my little bit that's helping because I'm not releasing all those emissions into the atmosphere for the car. So on the the packaging topic, right? So this really hit home with me. I think it was around Christmas time and I was wrapping up gifts. And then, you know, I went up to my loft and I try and keep rolls and don't buy new rolls and use what I have and stuff. And then realised, you know, all the plastic bags and plastic covered wrapping and stuff that you've got. And I just went on, you know, like a a rant and said, oh, that's it. I'm not buying any more of this stuff anymore. It's going to be recycled paper. Because I think it just occurred to me, right? you know, you start filling up bin bags of of waste with all this kind of stuff. And, And that's just one day as well. What I like to do is to shop around for nice vintage clothes. I like to go to my local charity shop. It's amazing what type of stuff I find. And another one is for my son. So what I actually started doing is using an app called Young Planet. And what Young Planet is about is really just recycling your clothes with your local community. So it's super helpful. And I think like um, when I was reading up on it, I think clothing makes up about 3% of the global ecological footprint. The other thing I've been trying to do a long time is um, eat less meat, which uh, is something when I was younger, I never thought I'd say, to be honest, because I'm, you know, a fan of barbecues and all things meat. So, yeah, but trying to just one meal a day with meat, if that, where I can. So that's that's been quite a big change for me, to be honest. That's great. I, I've tried to cut down on meat a little bit as well, actually. And I'm pleased to hear that most of you have referenced trying to use alternatives um, than plastic, you know, and reduce the use of plastic. So it is Plastic Free July. So it's actually nice to hear those those points that you've made. And I'm doing something similar. I'm very much a culprit of buying too many plastic bottles, buying a new house, becoming a cleaning fanatic. I've got way too many cleaning products. So I'm actually about to transition to a more sustainable and eco-friendly way of cleaning. So it's a case of, you know, one reusable plastic bottle and you buy tabs that are sent to you in the post in sustainable packaging. So I will be making that change for sure. So thank you so much for giving your tips. Hopefully people can take some good advice from this and go away and make some changes to help move the date. So thank you all. Um, thank you, Ellie. Thank you, Siobhan, for you know being with us and answering our questions, having a chat. We've definitely learned some things from you both. Um, so really appreciate you you joining the call. Thanks for having Thanks, us. Oh, it's been so lovely hearing um, how personal development actually doesn't stop, and I suppose you know the positive experiences that we've all had when sharing knowledge with with different types of people. And I think from what I heard before, you know, it's all about, I guess, a different perspective is always a good perspective. And that could range from work to humour. Okay, so we know know what time it is. It's going to be quiz time now. So Emma and Robert, you are going up against each other for another quiz. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Mm, kind of. Listening, kind of. Okay. For all those <laughs> listening out there, get your pen and paper out, please, and start writing away. So, number one, 
what are the five different generations or 5Gs, as it's called, conspiracists take note, currently working in the workplace? What are they called? And no, Rob, it's not going to be multiple choice for this. How, how did you know? That was literally just what I was about to ask. Let me give you 10 more seconds. I'll give 15 for this one. Right. really knows it. I know Siobhan knows it. But the question is, does Rob and Emma know it? Okay, right. Yeah, but but how how are we going to answer this, right? Because if I reel off five, and I'm I'm definitely going to get them all right, and then Emma's just going to steal all my answers. Your word is your bond here. So I'm going to read out exactly what they are, and you're going to tell me if you got them right, okay? So we have traditionalists, also known as the silent generation, baby boomers, Generation X, millennials, Rob's doing some signs here, and Generation Z. Right, so both of you, did you get all those right? I didn't get the traditionalists. Did you get Silent Generation? Silent Generation, Silent Generation. No, I didn't. Okay, Emma, I'll give you 0.5 for that. Rob, did you get all of them? Yes. Rob, are you lying? Look look directly in the camera. I got them, but I used my um, digital native skills and found them on Google. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my that is minus minus one for Rob what? that that wasn't specified no. in the rules no no Emma Emma you're going to get one point for that just because he cheated you're a minus one Rob I can't, can't believe this um, I would have right. four so right number two so we're all talking about you know um, intergenerational teams here how old were the inventors of the glass battery there were two. Again, not multiple choice. Glass battery? Yeah. I'll give you some key facts about it, actually, yeah, so it's a good one. So it's led to faster charging, longer lasting, safer, rechargeable batteries to power everything from handheld mobile devices to electric cars. I mean, if you give me the decades, you know, even then I'll be happy. I'll give Four, you 14 years old. And who was I feel like we should have been given the time to, you know, revise for this. How, how old was the second one? Oh, okay, uh, 56. 14 and 56. Emma? I'm going to say 65 years old. And the other person? And 20. Okay, it's called. So the names are Dr. John Goodenough. What a great name. Who's 94 years old and wow. Dr. Maria H. Bragger, 48. How amazing is that for intergenerational teams? Awesome. They were co-inventors of that. Yeah, super cool, actually. Right. Number three, this is multiple choice. What did Carmel recently apply for? A, to start an MBA. B, anyone can sing the show that turns anyone into an opera singer. Or C, who wants to be a millionaire? Well, we know A, because you said it earlier, which I knew anyway. But, but I, feel I feel like, like you've applied for you two. Yeah, I feel like you've applied for two things. And I, I'd love to say it was the singing one. Um, but I feel like maybe you've applied for Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? I could see you doing that. Yeah, me too, actually. And the fountain but, of useless knowledge, basically what you're saying. I'm actually going to give you a clue here. There's two answers. So, yeah, go on. That's not a clue. That's a criteria. So A and C. (laughs) Rob? A and C. Okay, so you've started off, so you've answered, sorry, to start an MBA and who wants to be a millionaire. I can tell you that you are half right. I actually applied for an MBA 
and anyone can sing. Thank you very much. So, yes. So, um, if you see me on TV in a couple of months. Are you joking? It first. No, I'm not joking, actually. I'll find out this Friday if I got in. If I didn't, I'll be devastated. Probably more I devastated if this. I don't get on the NBA. But anyway, so we've got to wrap this up. Earth overshoot day. Okay. This is a really good one. If you reduced meat consumption by 50% and used more calories from plants, how many days could we all move Earth overshoot day by? Is it multiple choice? Yes. A, 17 days. B, you could move it by 35 days. Or C, 140 days. Mm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get straight in and go, go low, 17 days. Okay. Emma? I think it's B. Was that 35 days? The correct answer is A, 17 mm. days. Right. So, Rob, you are on zero at the moment. <laughs> um, Emma, you're on one. So, last question. Siobhan and Ellie, I'm going to ask your help for this. World Chocolate Day was 7th of July. If you could lose one chocolate forever, Emma and Rob, which one would it be? Right. Rob, go. Twix. Twix, I'll get rid of Twix because Twix. People, people eat them strange and it bothers me. <laughs> I, I don't think you can be on this show anymore. Honestly, I've seen everyone's looks. It's gone. Oh my it's gone. God. They're gone. I'm really upset about that, Rob. I actually, like, my heart sank, like, not having a Twix in tea. <laughs> just, oh my gone. God. No. Oh, oh, um, uh, you've changed my opinion of you for sure. <laughs> I don't care. Um, well, okay. mine is going to have to be. Bounty. Like, oh, so obvious. I just don't understand it. I don't understand it. Never have. Never will. It is always left in the chocolate box. And I just I just don't get it. Coconut. Sustainable. Okay. <laughs> Ellie Siobhan, do you know what? I'm going to let you tell me who won that answer. I, I have a view. I, I think it should be Rob because Twix can't work out if it's a biscuit or a chocolate. There you go. It's a bit confused. That'd be my view. I don't know what you think, Ellie. I feel like, will this opinion get me booted off the podcast forever if I say that <laughs> when when Rob said Twix, I do agree. I think like this. No, hold on, hold on. Before I see you all gasping faces. <laughs> I don't understand Twixes, and I feel like yeah. they're such a pain to eat. But. Yeah. I also hate coconut. I am the. You got to pick person. one, Ellie. You got to pick one. <gasps> no, I'm gonna have to pick bounty because I think bounty <laughs> should not exist. Yes. yes oh my god! Yes, so I'm yes. a tiebreaker. I'm sorry. You're a tiebreaker. Sorry. Got to get rid of the yeah. bounty. I'm sorry. Got to get rid of the bounty. So yeah. So um yeah. So so Emma, two <laughs> points to you. Minus five to Rob for saying Twix in there. I don't know, Siobhan. <gasps> me and you're gonna have a conversation later. <laughs> So on that note, we really have to end this podcast, sadly, but we will see everyone for episode three. Firstly, I want to say thank you so, so much to Siobhan and Ellie. You've been absolutely amazing. Really good sports. Rob and Emma, I'll probably see you tomorrow. But if anyone has any questions, feedback, or you want to suggest any topics for the next episode, please do send them across to thegbb at se.com. And make sure you check us out on se.com. But also you'll find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher and Spotify. And please, please, please don't forget to share, like and subscribe. And we'll catch you next month. The content of this podcast is for informational and entertainment purposes only. 
The information, statements, views and opinions belong to our hosts and should not be construed as advice by Schneider Electric.